Welcome, everybody, to Campaigns and Concoctions, where we are a bunch of raucous rascals who like to drink and play TTRPGs. Hey, I am Morgan, the DM at Operating Location Alpha of Campaigns and Concoctions. We've got Curtis today. Dip. He is off being sick at Detachment 1. And then everyone else at Campaigns and Concoctions headquarters. Thank you so much for joining us on this adventure of cooperative storytelling you can always join us at all of our interwebby things you can find a link in the description of the show as well as you can find us the easiest way is at instagram at campaign concoctions pod uh before we get rolling into everything i want to see does anybody have anything that they would like to share or get started or is excited about or whatever I'm going to take the silence as a no. Um, but yeah, so as except for uh, someone else, someone made a trip around the sun. Happy birthday, Matt. Uh, sorry, I couldn't be there with you, bro. Happy birthday. <laughs> so if, if you hear the if you hear this, send, send Matt some uh, some happy birthday juju love whatever go ahead shake away shake away john it's loud it's part of the aesthetic john it's like everything else of course it is like right next to my head so i probably perceive it as slightly loud i can hear you just fine john while you're talking it's 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 loud but that's part of it so um before we roll into a recap of last week we have a few drinks uh first off we're gonna have curtis go ahead and tell us what you got I made a mellow yellow sour. Uh, it's a creation of mine. It's got one and a half ounces of Reposado tequila. Uh, it's got three quarters of an ounce of acid grapefruit juice, which is acid adjusted grapefruit juice. Uh, three quarters of an ounce of Demerara simple syrup, half an ounce of yellow chartreuse, uh, one egg white, uh, dry shake, don't forget to fart your tin is what I learned last week. And then uh, ice shake. And then you double strain into your coupe glass. And then you put a few drops of uh, Peychaud's on top. Do some latte art. Check out the Discord. There's a beautiful picture of it. I already drank it because these guys are late. It was delicious. I wish you guys could see it. All right. What do we have next? I did uh, I did two drinks. Um I did an elderflower, a St. Germain uh, sour. I was talking with a, a buddy of mine on uh, Twitter earlier today and decided we were going to do an elderflower-themed cocktail. So it's an ounce and a half of uh, St. Germain, um, three-quarters of an ounce of lemon juice, uh, half an ounce of gargoyle uh, orange curacao, um, about a half ounce of Aperol, um, there's something else I put in there. And now I can't remember what it was. Oh, and uh, half an ounce of Velvet Falernum. Um, the Curacao is the only thing bringing sweetness to it besides the St. Germain itself. What do you think? That's lovely. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one that I made, uh, I've just been going through and making classic cocktails as egg white sours for the last few days. Uh, so... Yesterday, I posted on Twitter and Instagram a uh, paper plane sour that I made, and it was delightful. So today, I made an aviation sour. Um, and as usual, I do my equal parts build instead of the, uh, or my, I mean, my equity parts build instead of the traditional equal parts build as it should be. So I do make it wrong. 
Um, I did. I did an ounce and a half of gunpowder Irish gin. Um, I did an ounce of uh, creme de violette, an ounce of maraschino liqueur, and three quarters ounce lemon juice with an egg white. Um, and we'll post pictures of these guys in a few minutes here. They both are quite delightful and very pretty. I'm excited to to try the one with the velvet falernum paired with the elderflower liqueur. I think that was a really good idea. It's not quite like LaCroix orange creamsicle. It's like halfway there. Because I definitely get like an orange creamsicle fill from it, but it's not quite as in your face as an orange creamsicle. I assume the oh, orange would come yeah. from the Aperol. The orange kind of bitterness and the and the and the, the bite. <laughs> All right, Jared, what you got for us, brother? Just pour this off. Jared is pouring. Yeah. <laughs> We're good. All right, so I was thinking about making something with Mezcal and Averna put together, and I Googled yes. things, um, and it come up, so something called Devil's Soul came up, and I made it with a slight substitution because I didn't have elderflower liqueur. That was not planned. John and I just stumbled upon the same thing, kind of. Anyway, um, so it's one ounce rye whiskey, a third of an ounce Mezcal, a third ounce Averna, a third ounce bittersweet ap uh, red aperitivo. So we uh, used Aperol on this. Uh, and so the recipe calls for a sixth of an ounce of elderflower liqueur. Um, I didn't have that at home, so I actually made it with the sixth of an ounce of creme de violet. Um, so I made both versions and to kind of see which one we like better. So we'll let you guys know the conclusion on that later. All right. Well, there we go our friends at home um as you can tell our drinks are getting a little bit more complex as uh we go on but that's mostly because uh people's ability is getting better so they have the ability to make better drinks so with all of that being said it's cookie day it is up. cookie day we did level up last time so thank you trumpo uh bakery for those of you who are there who are able to imbibe to ingest those delicious cookies and fuck you all uh trumpo to you, I no would. please anymore sponsor us you cowards <laughs> <laughs> so the I last I didn't get the chocolate cherry bread that I went in for because they didn't have it there to make pretty good. I I I miss their roast beef sandwiches. I, I will tell you that with without a doubt, Trumpo's roast beef sandwiches are spectacular. Croque Monsieur. I I didn't get to, to that part that far on the menu, but I love a good Croque Monsieur or especially a Croque Madame. But before we get completely side railed by French cuisine, which is easy for me, uh, the last time we were together, the party began. They reunited after um, many many nights of separation and they recounted events with each other. They received uh, payment for their gear or for their, for their, uh, their adventure. And then they began to make plans after planning and successfully making, you know, making decisions, which in D and D is not always easy. Um, no shit. Uh, leveled up. Successful decision making. The party uh, began to make their way to Tao Kabahad in Wudan. 
the Sherlene also, for the first time for everyone there, took flight. And they be they came to the spectacularly wonderful city of Tal Kabahad. Uh, before we roll into the game, do we have questions, comments, concerns from the party? Yeah. Um, Doc authorities left. Yeah, I actually had forgotten about that, so I have to change my writing on the on the fly because I forgot that we had done that already. John, <sighs> you don't look prepared for our first one. Do I even have Malort? You have no Mort. Okay, yeah. don't you guys can handle that later. Uh, as we roll into as the the six of you step off the ship the breeze drifts over you there is a scent in the air warm and spicy um are we like i know we we did the the airship version of this are we are we still near like like is it like a proper dock dock where there's like water right there Yes, but you guys are actually on one of the airship docks, so you are going to be a little bit higher. But yes, there is water right there. I, I dive down in the water and swim to the edge of the dock. Okay. I did not enjoy that experience. <laughs> the in, in the in my fucking room, boats are supposed to be in the fucking ocean. <laughs> so you got air sick. We're gonna have to get you like. Uh... Aramine, you know, instead of Dramamine, we'll get you Aramine. Aramine. Yeah. Maybe you can use the little floaty thing, but with water on her. There you go. So the southern tip of the island is completely covered by the buildings of the city. And the extreme southern tip is taken up by the multi-level port, and it's bustling with activity. The buildings have a white and pink hue with domes covered in blue and gold. Many of the structures, they take up the entirety of a block with courtyards in the center. At the northern border of the city is a complex with towering buildings that dominate the landscape. Thin minyet, minarets soar into the sky with magical energy crackling between them. As the six of you regroup again after the spectacular dive that SOA makes into the water, we're at... About midday-ish, if I'm remembering my, my notes correctly. What would you all like to do? Oh, shit. We came into port. Do we want to meet whoever has that job for us tonight, or do we just want to do that tomorrow? Figure out a little bit of the city. I'm voting for figuring out the city. Yeah, I think we can meet with them tomorrow. They probably aren't expecting us any sooner than tomorrow anyways. Have I ever sailed this far in my in my travels? I don't know, have you? This would I, be, I, for you, I would probably say not. No. Um, so, you are still a, a fairly, fairly young sailor, so I would say no. Maybe and we should make an appointment for tomorrow just to make sure that we can get in. Are we are we dealing with that kind of person? I have no idea who we're dealing with. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. They did offer us a retainer to get from Haven to here. It's not a 
It's not somebody that's not used to throwing money around to get what they want. I have found that rich people don't like being surprised by seeing me. <laughs> A lot of that has to do with you, Patrice. I mean, they did. Yeah, and I, I plan to be there, so maybe we could, like, you know, kind of ease our our new benefactor into the fact that they're going to be working with us a little bit. We're, we're relatively a motley crew. These rich people don't know you yet. You'll be fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody loves me once they get, to, get a chance to meet me, you know. Uh-huh. Like, we get along so well. <laughs> we need to talk, by the way, here at some point. I'd love to talk. I know. If we want to figure out a little bit more about who we might be working for before we go talk to them or even go talk to them about taking a job from them, we can probably do that. It's probably not a bad idea either. Do you two have connections in town? Do we? Yes, there is a fairly substantial office of the Nine Brothers here in town. This is one of the major um, cities of the northern hemisphere of Liberarth. It's a shipping port, yes. Among other things. <laughs> Which that needs to be on our list to do today to at least connect with. Yeah, to stop in. But if we can get information at the same time. But that is probably something that's best done with just the two of us. Just happy to be off the airship. Really like that ship before it was an airship. <laughs> it's much more convenient when it's an airship, though. <sighs> I find it funny how different your characters react to an airship map. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of becoming like a trope at this table, right? <laughs> Just, to, I mean, any anytime I, th I, you know what? Your your other group with me is the only one ha that hasn't dealt with an airship yet. <laughs> we, we airshipped when we went to Wudan. Not, but not in the current campaign. Oh yeah, no, that's that's fair. Um, so, I'm standing on the docks, my awareness of things, do I see any organization to like an underground trade going on? Make a perception check. It's a 21. I'm going to say initially. No. And this is only because based on your class, right? So th there would be other things if you were, weren't, if you were something else, but um, you have, you can't see anything for sure. Right. But the idea of this being a massive city, this is, it's probably about, it's not the size of Tinkermere, but mm -hmm. it's getting close, right? You know, we're talking a couple <laughs> million people. Um, the dock is thriving. It's one of the biggest docks, port cities in all of Librarth. 
Um, so you can safely assume that there has to be some sort of underground of some sort, but you're not seeing any telltale signs of it or anything that would overtly trigger anything that you would know. Um, but you have a pretty solid idea that there, there probably is something you just can't see it right away. An idea of how they operate more than that Mm -hmm. they are operating. That's Um, what feel of kind of how it goes out right now that sounds perfect yep and if i could get everybody to make a perception check for me please sure you can. Roll another? yeah this one's a this is for something different uh, 18 for patrice okay 14 for soa uh-huh l16 yeah for l depending on okay. Check is for? Uh, no, it's not for anything like that. Uh, 12. Okay. <clears throat> uh, dirty 20 for Sid. Okay. Uh, Sark? Sark? Seven. Say again? 27. Okay. Everyone, everyone was able to pass that one. It was pretty low. Uh, the most striking feature outside of the, uh, the beautiful buildings that are tightly compacted the scent, the beautiful sense of spices and and cur- cooking meat, open the sounds of open air market. But the most striking thing is about eighty percent of the population of this city are tieflings. So for all of you, that is very different. Anyone who is from the southern continent of Secan, so anyone from the uh, syndicate which would be L and Sark, and then from the Expanse, which would be um, Sid, would know that for them, tieflings are extremely rare. Uh, within the Expanse, there's actually a good chunk of time where uh, they are still hunted to this day. Uh, for you guys, uh, for Sark and, and L, you are very comfortable around tieflings because of who your boss is and what he does. Every single one of his assistants have always been a, t- a young tiefling woman. But um, other than that, like it's very rare to see a tiefling walking around. And then for um, SOA and Patrice, not very common in the um, in Haven. Um, I think the one who is probably the least surprised by this would have to be Scald. I would assume you've been here before. I think I probably have at least a few times. Yeah, so – but you have an understanding of of how they and your people work. Yeah, right? yeah. So for you, it's the least startling, but still, it's it's something that you don't see very often. Right. But for some reason, within this, for for real perspectives, think of Casablanca, uh, Algiers, um, Egypt, uh, um, Cairo. Cities mm-hmm. like that that have that kind of or, – or even some of the southern port cities of Spain where they have those white st- sandstone buildings that have that pinkish hue, um, the blue mosaic domed buildings. That's kind of what you're looking at. But every single one of these tieflings seem to just – it just feels like they fit here, right? There's not a – there's not the same level of anxiety that a tiefling would walk around with in other parts of the world. So that is probably the most striking thing for most of you. Okay. 
what would you all like to do? Drink. <laughs> that seems right. Well, somewhere near here. Tell me what it is that you're looking for, and we'll find it. Mid-range sailors hangout. Maybe mid-range sailors hangout with a uh, slightly, slightly uh, less than legal, you know, presence. All in right. The bar. Go ahead and make a, a perception check for me, please. Uh, twenty-one. Man, you guys are rolling killer tonight. Um, so as you look at the the um the dock, it kind of comes into a central central point, all the 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 railings, and then it spreads out again. Um, there's a a two roads that meet at a V. Right there at the apex of that V is kind of this weird corner building that has a very large sign. The the image on it is a black diamond and it actually does have in common. And then does anyone uh, have a abyssal? Mm, maybe. I think we went through this already. I can't remember what you guys are. So I'm always going to ask negative. <laughs> okay. Well, it has it. So on the top is common and the bottom is another language, um, but it is black Diamond Ale Works. Hmm. And it looks like it fits all of your desires. This space, it looks like it's for expert drinkers. Expert drinkers, but also it it's it's welcoming enough that you're okay, Patrice. You're gonna feel uncomfortable. You know that, but you're gonna be you're gonna be okay. I'm going to be okay because I got my crew here with me. God damn it, Curtis. I really appreciated that joke. You're welcome. It was just for you, Matt. Unbelievable. Uh, as, as we're walking up there, I'm going to talk to Gitzkal's attention and like, don't don't worry about the uh, the Haven Reserve getting that out too quickly. We can probably help with that too, with significantly right. less risk than just asking random people. Sure. What about uh, price wise though? We got to make sure we recoup what we spent. It won't be going. Th- probably won't be going through the normal distribution channels for something like that. So we'll get our our pay. All right. We'll just come out of whoever buys it next. That makes sense. So I'm thinking we spent 25 gold per cask. I think we need to sell it for, at least try to sell it for like 35. It hurts me to listen to John being a capitalist. (laughs) (laughs) That's not capitalism. (laughs) That's trade. Trade existed long before capitalism. Uh, do we start asking at 45? Correct. Okay. Unless we're asking in-house. Capitalism fuels his vengeance. That's right. Mm-hmm. 
Our benefactor is the capitalist. And I'm very clearly not sharing any of these profits with her. Um, uh, also, Scald, how much are you willing to pay for information for your list? A lot. Okay. I'll see what I can get while we're there. Yeah, quite a bit. Quite a bit. <laughs> That's what I figured. I just wasn't yeah. sure if you were putting a limit on information right now. I mean... My list goes in order, so start at the top. Okay. <laughs> I had to find it again, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, let's go drink some shit first. I'm gonna break his fucking fingers, just so you know. That's it? No. Yeah. Okay. No, that's not it. That makes more sense. <laughs> oh, I'm not even gonna pretend like I'm drinking with the bubbles. I'm standing behind L and keeping my head on a swivel for stuff while we're in there. Definitely. Oh. A stronger Pinocchio form than I have before. I'm just shooting for spending at least enough time for my city dweller trait to kick in. Okay. Which is about minutes. I think. Yeah. And yes, Matt, you can have picked up your shield. Just subtract the cost of it. And I think I'd already paid for it. I just. Okay. Needed to grab it because I got. Custom work done to it. Yep. So I don't know if any of you guys have seen this movie because I'm going to reference it, but we're going to, we're going to have any of you guys seen the great mouse detective? Yes. Years ago. I was like, yeah, it's been a while. It's been, so, a, it's been more recent for me. As me too. But, um, I don't if if any of you guys have seen it, they have a seedy portside bar on the Thames in that that is just full of Russian sailors. Um, and it's uh, with with dancing girls. And in this case, it's just dancing people because, you know, we support everybody. Um, but as you walk in, there is like a janky piano playing. Um, there is a picture on the wall that they're throwing daggers at and on the stage there is a troop of um everybody any type that you could want scantily clad dressed dancing very suggestively um but it's not like dirty or gross or anything like that but it is um this is a definite sailor's dive right the bar is off to the left. There are two bartenders, um, as well as a lot of obvious security in this in this space. Um, and they went so obvious they're all Goliaths, which is uh, hilarious, right? With other characters. <laughs> Great track record with Goliaths with other characters. <laughs> I would like to roll uh, perception to see how the bar kind of smells and feels, whether or not it has a fight club. Go ahead. Roll perception check. Or insight check, actually. Sorry. Insight. Can I roll with advantage? Because I come from fight club family. <laughs> sure. I'll let you have that one. 
That's solid. Drink, motherfucker, drink, motherfucker, drink that 20. Oh, hell yeah. Cheers. I almost grabbed the alert. <laughs> <laughs> I am I'm taking a shot myself. I am drinking Espelon tequila. So. Mm. Cheers, oh, no, Fight Club. <laughs> no. You I kind are... of figured <laughs> wasted a net 20. <laughs> well, yeah, but you and you can get this you kind of get a sense of what it is even though you may not have traveled a lot you have you do have family members that would have and what it is is it's even though it's kind of the bar itself is far away physically from from the centers of power because of its location where it is and the fact that there is going to be a lot of attention on the commerce and everything of the the docks um what you're actually getting is the idea that they're they're going to do other CD activities and they don't want to find some other way to bring too much attention to themselves. Cool. So you got to know, but you got a lot of reasons why it's a no. See, it's not a wasted natural 20, man. <laughs> right. So what would you guys like to do as you walk in? I see the... The sailors, I presume they're sailors, throwing darts at the pick the throwing knives. Or they they're th yeah, daggers. Daggers at the, the picture. I think I have daggers. Can I go over and look to join in? Yes. Gentlemen, tell me. Okay, go go for it. Gentlemen, uh, can I uh, participate in uh, the games? You got the coin. Uh, yeah, how much? Uh, how much are we playing for? Uh, it is two gold around. Closest to the nose wins. Okay. I I um, followed Sid over um, right. because I know for a fact I have some daggers in my pocket to help him out. I think um, I when he said like closest to the nose. Like, is there somebody standing there that they're throwing daggers at? Or they're is throwing it, oh, daggers a at a wall. picture. Got it. All right. I, I got confused. Sorry. Picture very much the scene in The Witcher <laughs> where where they're throwing, they're doing daggers in the truth, right? I'm going through a rewatch of that show right now, and it's just as good the second time around. Yeah. All right. Um, so I'll, I'll throw my two, two coins or two gold into the pot or however they're doing it. Um, I do have daggers. I think I have two. So they have like a like a bowler hat that's okay. been kind of that's upside down, and you watch as everyone. So they finish their round, and then it gets poured out into the hands, and so they they point to it, and everyone flips their coins inside of it. Okay. Um, so also, you're, go ahead. Flip a couple gold coins in. Um, I'll get in line or I pull out my daggers. So Great. it's going to be it's a rotation there. You're competing against three people. Okay. And you're going to just roll like a normal attack. Uh, okay. But there is no, like, there's not like a DC kind of thing, but it's going to be each person's going to take a turn to throw. So. And throwing is specifically dex based, I believe, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. It's going to be, so it's going to be you, you wow. take your, you, instead of using strength yeah. as your modifier, you to use dexterity. Yeah, I just want to make sure I was correct. 
which means you took get yourself a night negative one. Oh, oh, my. oh my god! <laughs> Got a four <laughs> with your negative one. Yeah, that's what happens when when you ask Morgan what it's like to be an old retired veteran. Right, it's your character. I said, "Well, you're going to take a, a negative dex, dude." And I love my character. It makes it fun. Maybe the wrong game to pick to play, but it's still fun. <laughs> I got the gold to lose, right? We're all pretty so, loaded. I've seen an old retired veteran play shortstop before. Yeah, it was horrible, wasn't it? <laughs> you look so mad, dude. You're I was like, furious. I should be able to do this. There, there's multiple reasons why, but so, so you are actually the furthest away. Right, you went first. You thunk, but yeah. um, only one person actually hit. So you're playing against uh, two tieflings and a human. Humans are uh, everywhere. Like they may, be, they're the youngest species on the planet, but they are they fuck like rabbits. Yeah, we do. And they we just do. pop out babies, right? So, also, if you want to want to read about why, go ahead and I, I will post access to the work in progress that is my dissertation on on species and their origins of Liberarth. Because uh, I'm a fucking nerd. Uh, but so it's thunk, 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 thunk. Like everyone goes pretty quickly after you throw the first you throw the first dagger. Um, one person um, made it onto the to the picture. But that the, it's the, it's the human, yeah. They so if you look here, Jared, look at where I'm pointing. They hit mm -hmm. right here. Oh, nice on okay. the eye. So they're really close. They had a uh, 24. I uh, I'm gonna walk up and toss some coins into the jar. Round two. Hey, right, wait, 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 wait. Newcomer, throw your throw your dagger. It's going to be a uh, 25. You hit on the, it, other, John. the other eye. You're right there. You're super close. You're exact, like exactly equidistant from the nose on oh. this picture than the other guy. Right? You're <laughs> super close. Okay. So go ahead. So Jared, go ahead and roll. Okay. Round two. Yep. Yeah. Uh, 12. So this time you at least get on the paper. Yeah. I'm but on the you are like kind of center of the chest. Like it's a pretty good sized picture, right? But yeah. you're center of the chest. Like you know how to do this, right? It's like, so this is, this is how I picture it. Like when I learned how to throw an ax, because yeah. that's what Rangers do. And I'm not good at it. Cause I'm not a Ranger, but the Ranger said, throw the ax. <laughs> that's you right now yeah right throwing these daggers like you know how to do it but no. you're not good at it no right? i mean we're here to have fun <laughs> you know so the next one throws it and it's worse than yours uh he actually hits on the butt of the of the dagger and it bounces off okay. the second one hits kind of in the throat the third one Hits right in the center of the nose. Oh, shit. Drink, motherfucker, drink, motherfucker, drink. Natural. Hey. Obligatory clink noise. Mm -hmm. It's a good bit of ambiance, dude. Uh, 
Scald, roll, please. I don't like this angle. You're going to have to hit a net 20. Come on, come on, hit it. I know. You get to drink if you do it. No, no, I only hit a 17. What is your so deck? You're, you're, you're a little bit lower. You're really close to the chin here. So. <laughs> I don't have a negative one. It's a okay. modifier. It's fine, Jared. I'm a dex-based fighter. Good. <laughs> All right. All right. Last round, Jared. That's one. That's twenty. No, that's another four. <laughs> so, first guy, he throws it in the mouth. The third guy, the second guy, puts it kind of in between the two, so like where John's was, and then yours on the chest. And then the third guy again puts it kind of in between the eyeballs. John. It's only going to be a 20. Dirty 30. 20. Yeah. Uh, so your, fir- your first one was your closest one. Yeah. And so the human takes it all. Oh, human. How much takes, he the takes the coin. Six. Right? So that would be eight, 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 eight gold. Eight. Okay. The human comes up to you, Scald. You know your way around a blade, yeah? Um, I've been told that. You, uh, you're not ported here, are you? Sure, I am. You're not based out of here, though. Is what, hmm. is, is what that's what that that's what he means by that. Uh, no, I'm not ported anywhere. Ah, oh, okay. It's nice to see. Uh, Nice to see someone like you that can handle themselves. He's got a hat like Matt, the little, what is that, a page boy lid? <laughs> I don't know what it's called. But, uh, flag cap. Flag, flag, flag cap. Yeah. He, uh, he, he tips the hat and he takes his gold and he heads to the bar. Um, I walk up to the bar, not next to him. I very specifically pick a seat that's like three or four seats down. And uh, as he's ordering, I grab a second bartender and I say, hey, don't let him pay for that drink. That's on me. And then I'd like your third nicest rum. Um, <laughs> we have one. Uh, did you not see the sign? Ale works. I don't read signs. <laughs> we don't actually know if you can read. <laughs> Oh, you do know that. I can read oh. literally every language there is. Oh, shit. <laughs> you're doing that right now. Nope. No. <laughs> sure not. That's a spell before you do yeah. anything. Yeah, I, that's what I've that seen so far. We don't know if you can read without magic. Yeah. <laughs> okay, whoever is tapping on the table. Jared, Jared, don't Jared. erase anymore. Okay. So. Sorry. Wait, wait for wait for breaks, man. That was that was bad. <laughs> also, Jared, you need to uh, mark all the 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 three nat twenties we've had. Morgan yeah. had a nat twenty, yeah. and I had a nat twenty. And didn't uh, John? Didn't you have one too? Oh, yeah, I no, so I didn't. We only had two. We had two drink motherfucker drinks. No, we do three here. Do we no, do no, under no. drink motherfucker? One personal, one Morgan. Yeah, There's one personal, one Morgan. Yeah. Do we do under drink motherfuckers drink? Do we do Morgan's too? No, no, no. no. 
No, we count Morgan separate from Morgan ours. Yeah. Morgan has not BS. Sure. This is Curtis's. Morgan name. has BS uh, 20s. Okay. We have totally valid 20s. Notice that Morgan has as many 20s as the rest of us. Combined. <laughs> yeah, it's combined. That's still literally neck and neck. rolls more often. <laughs> you say that. Sure, whatever. <laughs> um, so you watch as a kind of like a wooden cup is placed before you scald and a very dark liquid is poured into it. Um, and then you watch also as eventually the head of the human turns towards you. Salutes. Yeah. I just nod. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? After after I watch a few more rounds uh, of of the darts, if if anybody's left playing, if not, I will mosey over pretty quickly. And if there's a spot next to Scald, I will sit down as well. Uh, there's plenty of room. Not not a lot of people sit at the bar. A lot of people sitting at the tables. You see what you see is for those of you. So it would be Scald, Essaway, and Patrice. You see very familiar groupings, right? These are non-rated officers there like they're the or they're not the officers they're the they're the crew like you see a lot of a lot of groupings of crew who are sitting together right so you know exactly what you're seeing the the three of you have been around sailors enough to understand that and even you Sid would you understand it you don't like necessarily understand the groupings but you understand that that it's like it's teams right so you sit down and you notice, uh, Sid, that there are a. Oh, sorry, I'm hearing stuff. I'm I'm hearing children in the in the hallway. Oh, that is a hard noise to turn off. Voices are hard noise to tune out. I was like, "What the hell is that?" Um, you see uh, jugs, multiple jugs of what you would assume to be ale, and they all have different color, different colored wood. Um, but what we'll, before we move forward on this, we have been playing for about 45 minutes. So let's go ahead and roll into our first break. Uh, we'll be back in just a few. back everybody to campaigns concoctions where we can't decide which citrus we like better in our drinks but with that what are we drinking uh so this one uh the first one that i made is for uh tyler tigno's birthday on twitter um he's a tequila guy but i did make it with mezcal because i don't even know if we have any tequila in the house right now i guess we have casamigos repo but i i feel like it's going to go better with the uh, mezcal however Tyler wants to try and make this at home. Uh, switching out the mezcal for a Blanco tequila would probably be delicious as well. Um, so it was one and a half ounces of mezcal, uh, 0.75 Remy Martin cognac, um, uh, 0.5 ounces Benedictine, uh, three quarters of an ounce of lime juice, um, half an ounce of Aperol, and then I did uh, a orange twist on it. 
um, shaken and served up. Pretty tasty. Um, for some reason, smells a hell of a lot like a lemon drop. Uh, does not taste like a lemon drop. Um, no sweeteners either. No sweeteners in there. The sweetest thing in there is the cognac. Uh, the other one uh, was one and a half ounces of the bamboo rum, half an ounce of mezcal, um, because I, I wanted to do a, a double base liquor drink because double base liquor drinks are wrong and often turn out really tasty. Um, I did some uh, of the gargoyle orange curacao. I did about a, uh, three quarters of an ounce of that. Um, I did uh, some uh, plum brandy. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, pear brandy, pear brandy. Um, and I did lemon juice in this one. I think that was it in this one too. These, these are very, very simple builds, very short builds. Um, and then a uh, lemon twist uh, on that guy. Also very tasty. I said three quarters ounce lemon juice on that, right? You did. Yeah, you okay. did. You did. Yeah. I really wish we had like a recording of how disappointed Morgan looked when he found out it was bamboo rum in this cocktail. But he isn't. I killed my bottle last night, and so now I have to go buy some more. So. I made a Manhattan, uh, and it's sitting right next to my uh, glass of uh, Woods Barrel Rested Gin. Over ice. Nice. Right. Very nice. So, as we, uh, the six of you are in the bar, I know where a couple of you are at this point, two of you at the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is everyone else doing? I think SOA probably actually just went straight to the bar when she got in here, right? Yep. Not Priorities. dealing, right? Like, she she didn't she she wasn't happy about being on the airship, or the ship while the ship was in the air. Let's put it that way, because um, uh, that's just weird and fucking unnatural to her. Uh, so she just probably posted up at the bar and started drinking. Okay, so the as the the name of this place implies, they do have multiple types of ale. So what is available to you? is they have a brown ale, a pale ale, a scotch ale, a barley wine, and a cask ale. <laughs> Give Matt choices uh, like this, and he can't decide. I think that our biggest and most difficult decisions often revolve around the food available and the alcohol available to us. <laughs> Are you really going to roll for the beer? We can yeah. do it. I'm, roll- I'm rolling for the beer. I'm rolling a d20. I'm doing even or odd. Even. I'm doing the cask. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, Trace orders the barley wine. Food and booze. What? Well, there are weird fantasy races, but mostly food and booze. Um, so even though this place is a little seedy, a little rough around the edges, the beer's fucking spectacular. It is very top notch. So it is everything that you would want in a cask ale, which as far as I can remember, I don't even know if I've even had one. I'm I was looking at a page of ales. So there you go. Whatever they had the right, so if it's cask condition, they have, they have to have the hand pump. The mm-hmm. firkin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The beer engine. The beer <laughs> engine. The beer engine. Those are fun. And it is um it's very steampunky. Ooh. As, yeah. 
Can't find a good grass scale fucking anywhere yeah. now. Yeah. So, um, how about so Patrice is at the bar drinking barley wine. What about Ellen Sark? He uh, doesn't taste anything like wine. <laughs> it's really good though. That's, that's the whole reason I ordered it. Even as the resident non-beer drinker here, that sentence caused me internal pain. Mm-hmm. All right, Sark, yeah, what are you guys doing? I'll probably go to the bar to get a drink and then grab a table somewhere where I can just listen to what's going on around me. Okay. If we're the only ones at the table, I'll sit down. I won't stand behind them. Well, I, I don't unless anyone else follows you, which I, I don't think anyone would have at this point. The two of you would be alone. Um, go ahead, L, and make a perception check for me. And with this one, go ahead and, and do it with advantage, just because of you guys would have a level of training and how to how to listen to uh, what's going on around you as information brokers. Hey, that's. Let me double check and make sure. Uh, do I get my city dweller bonus on this one? Uh, read that for me. Probably not. It's uh, to notice pickpockets, secret passages, secret handoffs, or dirty dealings. No, not in this case. Okay, that's a seventeen then. Uh, so you get. As you well, I guess I guess you, you would no, yeah. We'll see. I'll let you help me on this one. I, I think it'd be uh, the only thing close to a dirty dealing that you would hear is the fact that bribes have gone up in cost for uh, for those who are bringing illicit goods into town. Um, but really, what the there's kind of a the the majority of the conversation that you're going to hear is just going to be typical sailor talk about uh how nice it is to be back in port uh what their plans are uh those kinds of things but there are a couple of groups of locals dock workers things like that and there seems to be a um a level of tension within the locals that the the local um the leadership of the city, the the mages that rule, um, seem to be a little bit more distant than normal. Usually, they're very they're very present within the city, and when they kind of go into a more reclusive stance, it it raises the uh, the nerves of the rest of the city. So recently, it seems that the well, with the seventeen, you're not sure exactly how many. Um, they are, but the 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 leadership, the mediocrity of this of this city have um, have gone into kind of a seclusion. That is a very nice drink, Curtis. Please share that on the Discord. I think we're complicating this more than we need to. 
Curtis, is this a drink that you just put in the Discord? You know me. I like to overcomplicate shit. I, I, I already put it in the Discord, but uh, Morgan Morgan hadn't seen it. I wanted to show him. I didn't well, know I it was going to be live. <laughs> well, you, it notif- it, when you put it into the chat of the Zoom, it gives me a notification. So We're all learning. We're all learning. There we go. I'm going to go back up to the bar and buy... How many how many dock workers were at the table nearest me? Speaking of D12s, Curtis, I'm going to roll one right now. Nice. There were seven of them. Cool. Um, no, Whatever the nicest, whatever the most expensive ale is that's not barley wine. I think that would be the cask ale just because of the nature of the work that's required for it. (laughs) I'm going to buy, in that case, eight of them. Okay. And take take the seven over with mine and set them on the table for that near them. And I just... Set him down and said, wonder if I could uh, have a quick conversation with you. So as you look around the, the table, it's all tieflings, a very, very mixed bunch. You have red, blue, white, black, purple, um, and a couple of the, the – you have one of the strange ones that has a, a very similar pattern to like um, – Prospering, but with different colors. You have like a like a red and blue, where you have like the different like a very sharp distinction in the colorations. But yeah, it's it's all tieflings, and they look at you and they, well, we never turned down a conversation with someone who bought us a drink. Go ahead. We're near what time? We just uh, just docked. Actually, not too long ago. Just wonder if there's anything. Uh, we should know about going into town. Any new fun rumors or um uh what was a, a kind of welcoming table takes on a little bit of a more um suspicious not not, not it's not hostile but there is a little bit of a suspicious or aura around the table as, as you ask that. Um, well, I will say watch the back alleys. Um, not sure where you're from, from friend, but um, Tau Kabahad is notorious for back alley stabbings. But if you you stay to the main thoroughfares, they're relatively safe. Um, avoid anything that spins, as you may lose a limb, or maybe something more important. Sound advice. 
But unless you're interested in the local politics, there's really not much that else I can I can give you advice for. It sounds like if we want to have some fun, we should go to the back alleys. But <laughs> well, if you're brazen, that's that is one way to do it. And you watch as a few uh, a few eyes go wide as you say that. I was going to reach over to wherever Sark is standing or sitting next to me and just wrap a knuckle against him. Like, stabbing doesn't really bother that one. I'll just, like, stand up and do the, like, a very <laughs> stiff turn in, like, whatever direction he is for me. Just like... <laughs> um, you do... There, There's a level of recognition here of what Sark is. That's a little bit different than the rest. Um, it seems that they are not that un uh, that um, a an automaton like that is not that uncommon. At least in the guys that that he is he is portraying. And go ahead and make a a, a deception check for me, uh, Sark. These are always fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's a six. <laughs> I rolled an eight, just so we're clear. <laughs> Could have been a lot worse. So, for most of them, because I rolled worse. Um. Oh, oh yeah. By the way, drink, motherfucker, drink, motherfucker, drink, because that was a natural one. Oh! Yay, Johnny! I'm a lord. I, however, time for my lord. Woo! So good once it touches your lips. I don't know if we read this bottle. We you did. did. We did. Okay. Don't read it again. <laughs> I wanted to. Fuck those guys. Oh, God. Three of us were like, no, we did. <laughs> also, also, if any of you are not following That's me on Instagram, uh, you should follow me on Instagram. Uh, the Nomad Barkeep, all one word, all lowercase. I recently started a new series that I call uh, Malort, a story in three parts. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I've got a bunch that I still need to post because when people found out that I was doing it, I ended up doing like five back to back Malort shots. Um, Three nights in a row. (laughs) (laughs) And and I did not feel comfortable posting all of that on Instagram where my (laughs) boss follows me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Not over the days a little bit. So. It well follow him anyways. It's he's a his the, the drinks that he shows are, are beautiful. But so for so the most of the table, Sark, you notice that everyone just kind of goes along with where you are. There is one person. It is one of the red tieflings who kind of you watch them as they they kind of they lean up on the table. And as they lean up, they they grab the their their mug and they're spinning it and they really focus in on you and they look at you and you get the sense that they know they know you are not what what you appear to be I'm going to in CSL at my hip covertly just sign nine brothers to him and see what his reaction is. 
Nothing. Okay. So you mentioned- I do love that we have established CSL as such a thing that we have abbreviations for it. It makes me happy. <laughs> um, okay, if there's no reaction, I'm going to actually mark him to like it's- keep as far it's as- so it's it's not you as a member of the organization it's you as an as a sentient warforged mm-hmm. right because yeah. uh there seems to be you get the sense that there's a distinction between what they're what they're seeing of you what the rest of the table is because um most places that you have been don't necessarily they're more shocked at the fact that there is a creature that looks like you that is walking, period. Mm-hmm. Here, it may be more of the fact that they have them, but they actually expect them to be as you are pretending to be. But mm-hmm. in this case, for some reason, that particular tiefling is able to sniff out that that's not the case. He's not saying anything. He's not drawing any attention to it. But he is. he does seem aware of who and what you are. Okay. Do I do I notice that too? Uh, make a perception check. This one. No, that's a five. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna try to get their not I'm not gonna ask their names, but I'm gonna try to get their names over the course of conversation. Talk about local politics. I heard the heard the majors are stepping back a little bit. Seems to be making everybody a little bit nervous. I'm not from around here. I don't know. I don't necessarily know what that what that looks like. I mean, leadership tends to be a little bit well. Government tends to be a little bit hands off where I'm from, anyway. All right. So here's what you got for names. Just doesn't go away. The aftertaste just doesn't go away on that shit. <laughs> no, that's why I will never do it again. All right. So number one is Kareem. The second is Hamid. The third is Wasim. Uh, number four is Ishmael. That might be the only one that's spelled right. <laughs> uh, number five is Boz. Um, I don't like any of those. Uh, Gibran. And then the last one is Zikwan. Very phonetic. And after after the initial conversation, because it you get the sense that when you when you ask them like what to avoid, it, it to them it felt very abrupt. Yeah, but once they came to realize that you were just interested, that 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 you're, there was no like some sort of arterial motive or anything like that, that that this is probably something that you just do regularly, that you're just trying to get a feel for the town that you're new, uh, they they eventually pretty quickly uh, lightened up, 
and you didn't have any issues with it. And they, they were pretty free with the information. Um, but it's typical of, of a town like this where um, there's just no match. Like no one really knows what's going on. This is not some sort of democratically elected government, right? There There is some sort of power structure here, but most of it has to center around some uh, what they what they are continuing a, t- a name that you do recognize as Mage House, which seems to be the center of government. Um, it's because if you guys remember, that is where you are supposed to be heading to. But it is the center of government here in town, and that is the as as you continue the conversation, uh, what is pointed out to you is the fact that that is the massive structure that you were that you saw as you were coming down from from as you were landing and it's mage house. Isn't it may at one point have been a house, but it's that whole fucking compound now that is like, it's so big. It's like a mile across. It's one of those, right? Like a Vatican city size, we shall say, you know, it's a, it's, it's a city within a city kind of thing. So, or maybe I, I guess, San Marino or uh, uh, what's that rich one with the gambling in France? <laughs> Monte Cassino? Oh, Monte Carlo. Monte, yeah. yeah, Monte Carlo. Something like that. Yeah. So, but it's Uh, go ahead and L roll another insight check for me real quick. God damn. That is a six. You are having a rough night, dog. Well, luckily, luckily my rolls were a little bit less rough for you. Um, You get the sense that this this last round that you bought was one that they they must have been here for a while, right? They were probably the night shift, you know, and they're probably getting ready to end end for the evening. Um, you get the sense that as you listen to them, that there's not a lot of resentment or 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 resistance to the way that the structure of the of power here is. Right. There's it seems that even though it's really kind of it's authoritarian in its nature by the fact that it's a small cabal of people that run the city, they seem to take care of their people enough that there's not a lot of resentment, you know, that there's always the case. And they they make some reference to a couple of underground things that, you know, that are resisting the, the the and you can it's you hear the kind of joking way they talk about it, but really it's just like. The reason that everyone's kind of nervous about everything is it's just this doesn't happen very often. The the mages are very visible and they're very open and they're very engaging with the populace. And when it's been a couple of weeks since any of them have been seen outside of Mage House, it makes it has made them nervous that maybe there's something they need to worry about. Okay. I'm gonna I'm also I'm gonna since there are dock workers, I'm gonna Try to see how they feel about uh, any of the any of the companies they that they know of running stuff in the docks, like the Nine Brothers or anybody else. 
So as you ask that question, um, they're actually, they know, they do know of the nine brothers because they are a competitor, right? So these are like, basically they're longshoremen. So they work for a particular company where they would, um, they would offload their ships and get their market, their goods to market. So, um, the one thing that they will say is that the nine brothers aren't much of a competition. They bring in their goods. They, they take it to market. Um, there's always whispers that something else is going on because they don't seem to have the same amount of volume as some of the bigger houses yet. They, they have a, a very, um, prominent office here in town. Um, but other than that, they have, they don't have anything to say about the nine brothers. There's just, um, it's a very cordial environment here when it comes to the competing trade houses, just because there is enough money to be made for everybody. Yeah. Well, I'm going to get some, see if I can get some information on whatever house company they work for under the guise of just, Hey, we got, we, uh, we just started running a, a, a new ship around. We're looking at doing some trade routes, looking at maybe shipping some stuff around. I don't know what's, I don't know what we're planning on shipping or anything yet, but might be worth getting to know some people around here if we're going to be, we're going to be unloading stuff here. Give me a second. I got to find something because I was not prepared for this conversation at all. <laughs> oh, I love D and D, man. <laughs> this is this is the the second night this week that I have not been prepared. Like I have brought, I have given hooks, and the group has gone completely not where I've expected it to go. <laughs> I mean, that is the one guarantee of D and D. If you yeah. plan for a group to go somewhere, they're not yeah, guaranteed. Right. <laughs> well, I'm and I, I barely plan. Right, the only thing I really 100 percent plan is the things that like you kind of need to do. But other than that, I'm like, I'm always playing it by ear and I'm still half the time fucked. We we need to drink. That's the only imperative. <laughs> fair. Fair. Yeah, we, we will always look for good booze and good food. It's true. Oh, man. I know that I've had a shipping name generator before. Uh mm. L, are you get? Are you? I'm sorry, not L. Um, SOA, are you getting hungry? Oh, I fell asleep. I, I can eat. I think we should look for some delicious food. Like you know, we've been on a boat for a while. I mean, a flying boat, but we've been on a boat. So let's go. Let's go find a meal. Patrice, I'm gonna teach you one simple trick. Uh, do y'all do food here? I say to the bartender. They say no. Oh, okay. I look him dead in the eye and I go, good man. <laughs> <laughs> Where should we go eat? What, what did I just learn? I, I don't know what I learned. What did I learn? Uh, you, you learned that, one, you should ask wherever you're drinking at if they do food. And if they say no, you should ask where they eat. Where would you go eat? You asking Patrice? Uh, you asking the bartender? I'm asking the bartender. Uh, there is a place called the the uh, the Autumn Hook. Do they have octopus? Yes, they do. Let's go. 
So. We all know that I just play myself as characters. And I'm currently obsessed with eating octopus. So <laughs> there, there is never a bad time to be obsessed with eating octopus. It's right? one of my favorite things. Just, just saying. It's fucking Jack, delicious. Jack's fish house, dude. I don't, I don't know if it makes it better or worse that they're probably sentient, but <laughs> that's what I know. <laughs> Go to go to Jack's Fish House. They have a cold octopus salad that is delicious on their appetizer. Like people, but if the people didn't have bones, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, aren't tasty. L, I haven't tried. Uh, yet. You get you get the the name Paradox Shipping. Uh, Morgan, before we take off, once this is done, I have something to ask as well. Just a okay. heads up. So, L, is there anything else that you would like to comp- – because you noticed that you, you you happen to sit yourself in a way that you could see the rest of your compatriots at the bar. Yeah. And you see them beginning to stand up at this point. looks like they're getting ready to head out. That's, that's- – Pretty much all I was looking for, just getting general information about the city. So, they thank you. They thank you for the drink and the conversation. And if you happen to be around uh, this time of day here, this is their their local drinking hole for them. They will. They said that they that you're more than welcome at their table. Um, I might see you all around again before we leave. Uh, which one was the red tiefling, by the way? Which one? There was a couple. The one that noticed Sark. Uh, we're gonna go with Wasim. <laughs> Two pseudo spies mark the individual. <laughs> <laughs> that one. Oh. Well, we'll probably we'll probably see see you around later. I'm gonna head out. Well, I'm just, I'm just gonna head out the door if it looks like they're getting ready to go and wait wait for them outside. Yeah, so it doesn't take long for the the rest of the the party to meet you outside. Um, except for the let's do this. Go ahead, uh, Scald. You had something. Yeah. So while that conversation was happening, um. I would have been kind of looking around the room, looking for the kinds of people that I know tend to attract information and tend to disseminate information in exchange for goods, services, and currency. Perception check, please. That is a nat 20. Drink, motherfucker, drink, motherfucker, drink. Thank you, John. Damn right. Yep. For a total of? I think it's only like 24. Okay. In the, back, in the back corner, you see a fully white tiefling. Excellent. They are writing in some sort of book of some kind. And it's not just like someone who's writing with like a pencil. They have an, a full inkwell, oh. a uh, you know, 
with a with a with like one of those traditional pins, a fountain style pin. Yeah, and they also a quill. Thank you. Yeah, um, what you're talking about. Uh, they also seem to have a little bit of security, a, a little bit of personal security around. Interesting. Um, it's, and this is only because of the natural twenty. You, um, you see, I don't think I. So, this person that's sitting there is. Um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, gender neutral. Yeah. Um, you know, you know what I'm talking about. The word yeah. that I'm looking for, which I cannot yeah. find. Androgynous. <laughs> Androgynous. Thank you. I'm having trouble with words all of a sudden. I'm usually pretty fucking good at words. Uh, so this is, it's very androgynous person. And then standing. Um, so, so it's kind of like a booth that wraps around. It kind of sits underneath a staircase and you see standing next to it obvious but not obvious you know what i'm saying like they're trying to be subtle but at the same time trying not to be subtle um is a red tiefling a male but then you also notice this is where the natural 20 comes in is that they are as you were watching you know kind of waiting for that for everyone and you kind of watch these uh glances between the red tiefling and another red tiefling across the room a female interesting What's the name of the city we're in again? Tal Kabahad. I'll get that later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So do I recognize the type of alcohol that the white tiefling is drinking? They're not drinking alcohol. Okay. Mm. They have tea. Okay. Ooh. And it looks like a little bit of a snack plate right there with it. Okay. Um, do they have a teapot or just a teacup? They have a teapot. Yes, they do. Right. Um, I'm going to turn to the bartender and say, hey, uh, what kind of tea does that white tiefling over there drink? So I don't have a name for it, but it would be the yeah. in-world universe na- uh, equivalent of a Darjeeling. Okay. So I'll, I'll get a pot of that. Okay. Um, the red tiefling, are they drinking? Which one? Uh, the one that's close to... The white tiefling. No, that one's standing and being both yeah. subtle and intimidating at the same time and failing miserably for someone of your perceptive abilities. And then the other one that they made eyes at, are they drinking? Yes. What Can I tell what they're drinking? Uh, they're drinking an ale of some kind. I also turn to the bartender and I say, what's that red tiefling drinking? They get very uncomfortable with that question, the bartender. Um, I could tell you, but I would recommend leaving them alone. Can you send them one of whatever it is that they have on me? And uh, don't even let them know that it's from me. And I walk away. Okay. And I walk over to the Red Tiefling standing guard. Um, and I kind of walk up and like walk right up to them and stand like side onto them. So I'm not squared up. Mm -hmm. And I say, I just wanted to bring some tea over for our friend here. Okay. 
So it's not like a super aggressive one, but I mean, you've seen this, right? Like you, John, have seen this. Yeah, absolutely. Where they, they kind of bow up a little bit, but it's not like a super aggressive one. Yeah. And um, he turned, he turns his head and you oh, grabbed another teacup for myself as well. Just okay. so you know. Yeah. Um, and the white tiefling, they don't even look up, right? They just, but you do see a subtle nod and the red tiefling, he, he points over to the booth and you watch as the, the, the tiefling that's sitting down, they pick up the, the pot and they move it out of the way, but they continue scribbling head down. It's like, it's very impressive, right? Yeah. So I sit down, I put my teacup in front of me. I pour some of the tea into my cup. I take a sip from my cup. I wait a moment. I take a second sip from my cup. As you I, take your second sip, you watch as um, there's a very subtle movement of their finger. Mm-hmm. And you watch as a, um, a sugar cube moves into their cup. And then they kind of, with a flourish point for you to pour the pour their cup. I pour them a cup. And I say, uh, Before, just want- right, as, right as you start to talk, their yeah. hand comes up, their uh-huh. finger comes up, and they finish scribbling. And then the book closes. And they look up, and you see that they have um, little, uh, it's like two monocles, but slightly yeah. attached, there's nothing. And they take it off, and they have very purple eyes okay they look you say the book closes do you mean it closes on its own yes so i Uh, said i say well matt i just wanted to introduce myself i'm scald um you may have heard of me at some point um and i just wanted to make my presence in town known to you uh i don't expect you to provide me with any services or information tonight. Um, Feel free to do some research on me if you want, Um, but wanted to make an introduction and learn your name if that's possible, if you're okay with that. Um, And uh, I will probably be mostly staying on my boat in the harbor. Um, Didn't we call it the Darlene? I think we called it the Darlene, right? It's called the Darlene. Um, uh, And uh, if you at some point would like to visit me there or send some of your people to visit me there, um, I am looking for particular individuals. And also my friends and I, uh, we do some some work um, and we we would like to find more work to do. Uh, We we all have some goals and uh, cash definitely helps that happen. Uh, but I'd be more than happy to pay in, in good platinum for information on some people that I've been looking for for some for some time. Well, they say in a very silky tone. It is very disarming. My name is Fadma Sabari. Fadma Sabari. I got to pull out notes from another campaign. Hold on. I always watch Matt to see if there's a reaction when you say shit like that. 
He did not react. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking at all. I've got too many notes in too many fucking places, right? <laughs> uh, there we go. There we go. There we go. Oh, that, that's right. That's what their name is. She says, as a matter of fact, I do know who you are. My organization keeps a list of many people. Hmm. And if you are willing to pay, we're always willing to look. You just happen to find yourself in the city where we're a little bit more open than others. I like that. I like to be open. Um, I'm too stupid to lie. So, you know, uh, I actually have a few people that I'd like information on. Um, well, before can... you give me names, yeah. why don't you come and see me at my office? Excellent. Would you like me to make an appointment? Is there someone else I should talk to or? We are the only building in town that has no windows on the first two floors. Nor any doors. Excellent. How should I enter? You'll get in. You're right, I will. <laughs> Fadma, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, is it okay if I tip your bodyguard on my way out? I'd prefer you didn't. Understandable. I refill my tea um, and essentially just make small talk about nothing at all if she'll have it. Oh yeah, she totally is. She, they they totally will. Yeah. And um, you watch as so as much as I hate drawing a reference to this. There's there's a, a very good scene in Harry Potter in the Harry Potter movies. Sure. Yeah. Where there there's the dude who's who's spinning the his mm-hmm. his tea spoon. Yeah. They do that. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I, I'm like very much continuously uh, refilling our tea. Um, once I saw that they put a sugar cube in before they even get a chance, I'll drop a sugar cube in and pour some more tea for them until the teapot is gone, make polite conversation. Um, and, and then, they are, they are very, very pleasant conversation. Yeah. Um, it, which for you is a little bit unsettling just because, um, this person is there. They are very, obviously they're well, they're well off. They're, yeah. they're very comfortable with their, their place in the world. And usually you don't get that level of comfort with someone like you in, right. in this space and they don't make a difference. It doesn't seem to matter. They are very pleasant to con- converse with. And it is, um, it's both pleasant and unsettling at the same time. Yeah. Do I get the name of their organization at any point? Well, how bold do you want to be? Oh, I'll just ask. It is the convocation of ebony and bone. (laughs) (laughs) And I will also blatantly ask, what is your position within the organization? Position of some authority that's all i can really say totally understandable 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's the entirety of it is, uh, you know, I, I get that bit of information. I find out that I can stop by pretty much whenever, right? Um, and where to go. So, And then as you walk away, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw for me, please. I fail. <laughs> so the conversation is still there. Everything's there. But the one thing that that as you try and recall their face, you can't. All you can recall is from the nose up. They, you seem, they wear, it looks like they wear, um, like a band, like a bandana, but instead of coming all the way down, it's very snug against the face, but it comes all the way back around and tied up. And they have very long hair. And they're, um, that they weren't actually wearing that, but that's what I see in my head. Yeah, to you, it it it's, doesn't make sense. Like you remember yeah. seeing their mouth move, you remember seeing their entire yeah, face, but yeah. you cannot oh. recall remember what it. it is. Love that. Right. Love that mask. Mask of not so many faces. Right. Mask of approximately zero faces. <laughs> Uh, and with that, as you, the rest of you exit the building, we're going to take our second break and we'll be right back in just a few moments. Welcome back, everyone, to Campaigns Concoctions, where we are bitching about housing situations because no matter what, we're not living great. <laughs> so, Jared, what did you make? It's expensive. Fucking good, man. That was amazing. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, so really I, this good. thing doesn't have a name, but maybe it's just it's really, really good. good. It's the name. Yeah. Uh, we'll really call it the good good. The good good. <laughs> no, I was just going to say it's really good, but it's G U Umar. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Right. <laughs> anyway, good. Good. Actually, kind of makes sense. That's a pretty good name. Um, so this is an ounce and a half of the Bamboo XO rum. <laughs> Making Morgan's upset again. Make this for you next time I see you. Um, you so, but, but, by the way, y'all are welcome. Half ounce of the <laughs> That is your bottle that yeah. you left here, and yeah. I do appreciate it. And I would not lie to you and say that there's not been a regular occasion in which I get home from work and I'm like, I need one drink before I go to bed, and I just pour some of that shit into a shit. glass and Bumble drink it. is so good. Mm-hmm. I'm actually right. drinking it straight right now. All right, so we're going to do this again. One and a half ounces Bamboo XO, half ounce Curacao from Gargoyle, half ounce Creme de Cacao, Quarter ounce amino nonaro, three dashes of Angostura bitters, uh, stirred and dumped into a coupe s glass. Um, no, what do we got? Dumped or strained? Strained. Sorry, uh, and then garnished with a cocktail cherry. Dude, that sounds so fucking good. I know it's it sounds really so tasty. Rum and chocolate. Oh yeah. no! Yeah, right. A little bit of orange. So yeah, I mean, like it's basically a chocolate chocolate rum ball. Yeah, yeah sure. it sounds amazing. I want it now, Jared. Why am I not there? 
I don't know. Yeah, why are you not there? I don't know yeah. why my brain makes these delicious things up, but it works. I will say this, Curtis. It kind of has, like, the opening notes of a banana on the front end, because it's bumbo. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into yeah. the, like, chocolate orange. It's so good. But none of them are very, very, like, in your face. Like, it's very kind of mellow, but there. Okay, more importantly, has anybody videotaped Delicious. our friend Matt tasting any drinks tonight? No, because I really wish we had. Oh, but like, you assholes. Come on now. John, John, stop looking at your phone and start videotaping Matt. We should have gotten John's reaction to this drink because it was better right? than any main face. That's good. I watched it. <laughs> like, it's real subtle, but it's good. It's not like. Yeah, it's so nice. All right. So the six of you have reconvened together coming outside of. Um... Excuse me. Uh, the Black Diamond Ale Works. Um, a couple of you have gotten the uh, the name of a place to eat that serves octopus called the Autumn Hook. So what would the six of you like to do? Calamari. Yeah, we're going to yeah. eat some uh, Oh, no, 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 no. Dude, this isn't going to be calamari. This is going to be way better. We want like better than calamari. I might ask if they have calamari as well. And just like put it like put them side by side and go back and forth between the two things that are definitely like subconsciously tied to my patron in my head. Um, we would like four differently kind, uh, four different kinds of octopus cooked four different ways. And I don't know what the plural of octopus is, Octopi. but I'm going to go with whatever the DM says. Sark is actually going to veer off and wander the streets while they go eat at this point. Okay. Like I- feel for the city and just kind of wander figure out where there are more slum-like neighborhoods where there's richer neighborhoods and just get a feel for the city life in the evening as this happens okay I'll, I'll toss Sarka sending stone as he's heading out uh, so we will do uh, dinner first one <laughs> <laughs> Let me get another set of that. Let me get another set of that. <laughs> that. Officially has a name. It's called the 1612. There we go. <laughs> nice. That's I'm, purely because that's what the 2D20 is. I, I was going to say he rolled 2D20s. That's how he came up with the name. It's a good one. I like it. Perfection. I like it. Perfection. Well done, Jared. Away. <laughs> it's got a ring to it. I like it. No, it does. It's so. You know, my brain immediately went to that was probably when the rum was made. Like, that sounds like the time that like the slave trade was going on, and there was something to do with molasses and something to do with Caribbean. 1612. So we're gonna the five. I you can't segue nicely from that. Okay, just, you can't. You can't. You can't. My fault. I mean, if my there fault. is, some, I said if, the word slave trade. If there fault. is someone who could segue that well, it'd probably be me, but I can't. So, um, the the five of you that are going to Autumn Hook, um, you walk in, and there is kind of like the doorman there has kind of an initial revulsion to you, but then like it's one of those real quick things where it's like, oh, you have he looks past the the crusty exterior of the five of you to understand that they may be crusty they got dough so um you're very quickly seated in a private room 
because they have had people like you before, so they know where to put you. And um, <laughs> you you remember that the, the name of this place didn't pop up until after Skjald had asked about Octopus. And this is a fairly, fairly fancy restaurant where you guys seem to end up all the time just by by happenstance, right? But so they, they sit you down uh, and a couple bottles of wine just automatically appear on the table. Perfect, as well as should. Um, they ask you if you would like to take part in the tasting menu or would you like to order off the menu? The tasting menu is centered around octopus, and I think that's why the bartender was um, pointing you in this direction. I mean, I'm, I'm voting yes. I would. Yeah, I'll, I would I'll, love I'll, to, the to be on the tasting menu today. Yeah, absolutely. To the tasting menu. I think we're all going to do the tasting. Here's the full menu, menu too. Yeah. yeah. So the tasting menu also comes with paired paired wines. So, but if there's anything that the the five of you would like to discuss, go ahead and do so. So, um, Skald, what? So we need to sell this the special that rum that we brought yeah. from Haven. How should we go about that? Like, we'll talk to some people. I think the boys might have some ideas. The boys. <laughs> I love that. I love every second of that. I also right. love that only one of them is currently present. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can. There's a good bet I know someone who knows someone here. There's a good bet I know someone who knows someone most places. We don't have any actual details about this job, right? I'm not misremembering that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything written down, so I can't tell you to help. No, I, I, this is this is SOA asking the group. That's we have to report to Mage House for the job. Apparently, it's been a while since anyone has seen any of the mages of Mage House outside of Mage House, which seems to be unusual. That bodes well. Yeah, especially given the they're paying us to show up and talk to them about the job. Oh, that votes very well. Yeah. That's why portrait stuff more win. <laughs> also, apparently, if, if if we feel like playing with people, then uh, we can go in the back alleys. Yeah. I was, I was told if, uh, if it's easy to get stabbed if you go in the back alleys, so that sounds like it might be fun at some point. I really want them to inside to realize that's where Sark is right now. <laughs> that doesn't have to roll insight for that. No. He knows where Sark went. <laughs> we can. We might be able to self-defense our way into a little bit of cash. Yeah. Look, I just want to turn a clean profit on that. Um. So we can continue doing the shit we do, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The only real problem I see is getting them off the boat and off the docks. Just given the amount of people. I'm sure there's I feel like there's a pretty easy way to get this done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Um, L L and Scald, if I can get you to roll a history check for me, please. And S away too. Yay. 
What am I rolling again? Uh, history. 19. Wow. 20. Okay. Uh, 15. Okay, so for, for SOA and Scald, because you guys are going to actually have different information, um, you would know that there, there's, there's always either bribes that can be had, distractions that can be made. There's always ways to get, quote unquote, illicit goods off the ship, right? For you, uh, L, you would know just because you've been around long enough with with your your particular organization that if you bring your own longshoremen, people don't ask questions. And it's possible we might be able to just grab a few guys from the company and leave with it openly too. I mean, I don't know. I haven't done this part before. In in, in my from what I've seen. I've never helped facilitate this, right? But you, you can typically just uh, somebody, somebody's willing to look the other way, and we just have to build that into our price, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, right? but that that just adds to yeah. the cost. Yeah, it just adds to the cost. Yeah, we don't incur the cost. Yeah. 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 I feel like paying them is just, well, I guess getting rid of a body is more work than it's worth too. I've, 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 I've been in situations where I've been on a vessel and, uh, you know, somebody got paid to look the other way. We've seen it happen. I'm sure, I'm sure that person exists here too. Probably. Everybody's got a price. I'm sure, I'm sure that's how someone's putting their, you know, Kids through mage school. Right? It's mage school here. It's definitely mage school here. <laughs> uh, like, I've, I know, I've heard muttering around the bar that uh, the price of bribes has gone up, which is also not boding well for the job that we're looking at. Fuck it. Maybe our price just went up. If we can run it through my people, then we can. We might be able to avoid all of that and just take a clean profit on it. Yeah. Let them worry about unloading it somewhere else. As long as we can pull somewhere around 30%, I'm fine with it. There's plenty of places we can sell this stuff. It's only made in Haven, and people know what it is. Even the people who haven't had it know what it is. Would it be would it, would it be worth more in Tickermere? We don't have to sell it all here either. You know, we can unload a few barrels and see what happens when we get to Tinkermere. Scarcity, right? <laughs> I don't know what S way became a fucking immature economist, but you know, here we are. It's just she's heard the word before. Yeah, right. Like, in the fairy city. And Scout's like, sure. That seems like the thing. I just know that they don't have it here. Exactly. That's the joke. Thank you. Have have we thought about like maybe maybe we can get more than just money. Like maybe it's worth more in trade 
in bartering than it is in just clean cash. Maybe we can get some of that fancy uh, Wudan tobacco in trade for it. Does Wudan have fancy tobacco? Yes, yes, it does. Okay. I think you're onto something. Before we go making too many plans this direction, let's let's hold off on decisions on that till till I stop. I stop in. So also, maybe, please, please, uh, as Morgan says here, don't don't go too deep in it. I am not trying to get into an economic D and D game, please. That's <laughs> <laughs> fair. Maybe we should just. I mean, we it. might topple uh, some <laughs> governments. I'm just saying. I'm okay with that. And we might, you know, redistribute some wealth and or fundamentally alter some economies. That, that's not what I'm saying. Laborers. What I'm saying is, is I'm not trying to build a trading house in D&D right now. No, no, no. no. We just want to talk to the, to the tobaccoists and uh, find out some stuff and uh, possibly go see this secret society you were talking about, Morgan. That's all we want. <laughs> Uh, Patrice, I feel like I feel like maybe given our our current friends uh, trading something that we want to sell for tobacco isn't the best idea. Well, I I trust you, and I'm looking at Scald as I'm saying that. <laughs> Just because that's not the best idea doesn't mean it's not a good idea. As you're looking at Skull, I'll go to pull out a pipe and light it. <laughs> so this is this is also just a friendly reminder, John. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to, I just want to remind you that you what you you did just learn some information. I don't know if you want to share it or not. Uh, the information about the uh... the tiefling and and the convocation and all that stuff. So, um, I will bring it up. Um, but I, I want to be strategic about it. Okay. Not, not that I'm trying to hide anything, but like, I feel like there's a distinct possibility that I'm, uh, consorting with a competitor to my comrades. That was a lot of C's. <laughs> great campaigns and concoctions. It would have been great. Yeah. Then we would have had CCCP. Um, uh, so I'll be like, uh, do you guys... I already forgot the name of the fucking thing. Hold on a second here. It's the conclave of Ebony. Ebony. Uh, Ebony The Convocation of Ebony and Bone. Are you guys familiar with the uh, Convocation of Ebony and Bone by any chance? Are we? Four. You are not, uh, SOA, but you don't need, you actually don't need to roll L. Um, So for you. (laughs) Actually, for, but also Sid does need to roll a history check uh patrice you can but you have a really really bad cho- chance of of knowing so i'm gonna roll in that 20 hold on i think it's a straight roll yeah 18 okay 15 uh patrice no but sid you would know that they are some sort of secret organization generally centered around uh, large buildings in the centers of most of the uh, most cities. Um, they are willing to sell intelligence for the right price. That's what you would know. Okay. All right. L. 
time in this issue. Look, I'm just saying, I'm a pretty big fan. You know? So, L, what you would know is that while they they do operate for a time in a shared space of information brokerage, they are not actually a direct competitor of your organization. They center more around, instead of the gathering and selling of information, they actually center more around direct action in the, the political space, in um, assassinations, um, and things of that nature. They are the next step up from an international thieves guild. They're the CIA. I'm so fucking impressed you you made it that long without saying the word assassination. Right? Sometimes sometimes I'm pretty good at what I do. John, John, this is perfect. Yeah? That's exactly what your character wants. (laughs) What's that, crime and assassination? You don't even need to do the killing now. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to do the killing. <laughs> and so then these are not the right people for you. Then. It's going to be unpleasant. So while, so Al, you would know that, that generally speaking, you and your organization are where you would go for the best information. Depending on what type of information it is, these guys could probably provide something even better. Right. But it's very niche in what they do. But they are also they they are probably the only organization on the planet that has a broader um, reach than you guys do. Oh, would so from Sid's perspective, would Ebony and Bone would she possibly know about it because they would maybe have locations somewhere in mm-hmm. the Legion of Crypsis? Yeah, they 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 have they have um they have houses in the legation. Right. I'll I'll tell then that they're they might be able to get you the information on the names, but they depending on where they've ended up since the last time you saw them. I feel like most of them are probably too low level to be on the on Ebony and Bones radar, they tend more towards political and high level stuff. But they do have they do have quite the reach, though. I'm sure with enough money, they they might be able to will might be willing to look into something for you. I think we might be able to do it cheaper, but sure. I mean. Never hurts. Yeah, it doesn't hurt to get multiple yeah. sources. I also, uh, I also Any mentioned to them you get from them. We probably don't have so. Right. Yeah. I kind of figured, you know, and also like, I threw the idea out there that we we might be willing to do some jobs for them as well. Assuming it doesn't directly yeah. compete with anything that you know That's any interests of yours. Clearly, you should be aware by now that my first loyalty is. With the people at this table and the one jack off that's not here, um, <laughs> he's probably having some recreational self defense. Fuck is Stark. He, he went for some recreational yeah. self defense. <laughs> he just caught in my mouth wrong. <laughs> a little too much wine, I saw it. He's got a sense. He's 
Well, he's probably looking for another fight club to make you more money. That was fun. I don't know if it's a club so much. <laughs> Patrice, we need to talk. If you find something interesting, he's got a sending stone so we can go play too. Hmm. Makes sense. So tomorrow we'll go get with the people at the magic house. I'd like to I'd like to stop check in before we hit the magic house and see what we're walking into. That's fair. So maybe we do a pass by it tonight on our way back. Sure. Look, we're out of towners. We're lost. It's easy enough to accidentally stumble past the place we're supposed to be tomorrow. I mean, I'd like to go check in with my crew and see if oh, totally if there's anything totally I can, anything they know about it. I, I would I would like to scope out the place we're supposed to go, and I would also like to scope out the uh, the uh, convocation house as well. Um, convocation, right, Morgan? Yep. Yes. Yeah, okay. Convocation of Ebony and Bell. Their buildings. What's that? I've heard interesting things about their buildings. Yeah, no windows, no doors. Hmm. On the hmm. first two floors. Well, I didn't say that part. Okay. <laughs> I'm just reminding you because there's been a lot of shit said. Yes. That sounds remarkably like a jail. That it sounded a lot like a jail. Um, it hasn't cased a whole lot of places. It hasn't been in jail yet. What's the point of casing a place that has no windows and no doors? Like, you're not going to see, get in. Well, you're not going to see people <laughs> in and out. To figure out how to get in. The roof, obviously. I mean, Maybe. Look, we've walked through some pretty weird fucking things recently. I mean, there might be some shit where you just like walk through a wall, you know? Yeah. He's not a magic user. He doesn't understand things. (laughs) We we have established that we have more than enough impact ability to make a door if we need to. I'm not opposed to this idea. I don't know if it's a great way to actually the convocation building. That's actually kind of where my head was at was either we blow a hole in the wall or we sneak up to the roof and sneak in through like some mm. uh, some some attic space or something but either way i'm fine with it i feel like the level of invitation that i got i can get away with a little bit cuz they definitely what, what, don't what kind of, wait, what, what kind of invi- invitation did you get stop by whenever okay so they told you to stop by whenever and you want to go case the place and see if you can find a way in yeah well they also told me that there was no doors and no windows on the first two floors and that I would figure out how to get in. So that seems to me like they're asking me to figure out how to get in. It feels like a challenge, okay? Feels I mean, a little bit like a challenge, I'm just saying. Blowing a hole in the wall of a building God. filled with assassins is probably not the best plan. Startled assassins but tend to react poorly to that. <laughs> I feel like they're... They'll kind of- scatter. That's not That's not their agenda. They'll leave. They'll come back and kill you later. In this conversation. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think they expect me to do something incredibly stupid tomorrow. And if we blow a hole in the wall, they probably will have eyes on us. And they'll be like, they're putting a bomb on the wall. They'll move everybody out of the area. We'll come in. They'll point weapons at us. And then we'll all have a good laugh. <laughs> Scott, you make that seem way more reasonable than Scott, it should be. Scott, if they're expecting you to do me. something incredibly stupid tomorrow, maybe you just shouldn't. Why not? Do you not want to live up to people's expectations of you, SOA? I don't really give a shit about people's expectations of me. I have a reputation to maintain, okay? And I also have a reputation to bring down a couple notches so that people have lower expectations. So why are you going to do what they're expecting you to do? 
If you're trying to lower people's expectations. Because that will, in fact, lower their expectations. That doesn't track logically, I don't think. <laughs> Look, I didn't go to college and get a degree <laughs> in philosophy. So I don't know. I don't know if it does. Because I also did not get a degree in philosophy. <laughs> You can in world go and get a degree in philosophy. I believe that. Oh, I believe it. I'm just saying I also quit philosophy for these reasons, okay? My mom has a degree in philosophy. There's so many shitty things that I want to say about right now. <laughs> and that's why she's a mom. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, I did that out. I'm so sorry. That's the worst. <laughs> that Matt did not mean that in the misogynistic way it sounded. Matt meant that in the collegiate elitist way that it sounded. <laughs> what the hell are you going to do with a philosophy degree type of way? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> Practical. Okay, okay, so party at the table. Is there anything else that you guys would like to discuss before I move over? <laughs> Can we please fix that in post? My God. I had to say it though. Nope. Nope. You're going you're gonna to have to eat that, bro. Scald, is this... I had barley wine earlier tonight. Is this rice wine that we're drinking now with the octopus? Is it rice wine? No. No. Very, very different. Yeah, it's wine. Also, oh, okay. Not wine. Yeah, barley wine's not wine, Patrice. It's beer. Is that like a buttermilk thing where it's neither butter nor milk? Correct. But it's beer. Except yeah, except beer. and it uses barley. So no, it's not. Butter beer is neither butter nor beer. Uh, butter beer doesn't exist. Yeah, that's, that's, not a, a, that's not a thing. That's a nice question. Yeah, butterbeer is some weird thing that people who like don't believe other people should have rights would come up with. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, fair point. I mean, you could put some butter in some beer. I don't know why you'd want to, but no, I mean, beer is not fattening enough, I guess. No, I mean, apparently not. So, is there is there anything else that that the five of you would like to discuss before I move over to Sark? Let's uh, go to Sark. I want Sark. Please go to Sark. I didn't go to Sark. Apparently, I should be talking tonight. <laughs> Right. So, uh, what's Sark? What is your what's your kind of general plan of action here? Um, obviously not a loop of the whole city, but going out a little bit into the city beyond what would be the tourist stops or where most of the dock workers kind of get off to blow steam. A little more into what is actually like residential area. Okay. Um. Focusing for like 10 to 14 year old street kids, possibly. Okay. East aware enough and more open to like just bribes for information kind of stuff. Um, and just curious about lay of the land, if there's any like heavy evening, nighttime works that start opening up at this point that aren't open to the public. Okay. Um, so there's there's three major thoroughfares that exit off of that point where the uh, the Black Diamond Ale Works are located. So directly behind it is where the main north-south street ends. And then there's two kind of radials that go off that kind of follow. So the, 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 
Tau Tau Kabahad is on an island that is kind of um, reverse teardrop shaped, um, and it's not as part of the main continent of of Wudan. But uh, you saw it as you were coming, and it covers pretty much the the bottom third of of this island. Um, so, do you want to go left or right, or straight up the middle? Um, I'll make you happy. I'll start left to circle back. Right. <laughs> um, so as you as you move to the left, um, this first initial section of town is uh, primarily a commercial district. There's a lot of warehouses, um, a few shops. It seems like this is where a lot of import export businesses are. <laughs> but fairly quickly, it moves to a. Excuse me, a little dust in the air there. It moves to a kind of a lower uh, lower end um, residential district. And here it's not like a slum, but it is definitely more of a working class neighborhood. Um, they're still because at this point it's probably about midday evening is just kind of starting to set. Um, you're seeing a lot of um, young children running around playing games in the street, parents out um, just kind of picture like a 18 um, like 1890s early tw- uh, 20th century New York City kind of vibe with everyone, you know, kind of sharing spaces mm-hmm. like that. But it only takes about two blocks before the, you start to realize that it gets very wealthy very quickly as these these this major road um, follows the coastline. So it's definitely very nice property. And you start going quickly to row houses and then very quickly to large estates um, about – half to three quarters of a mile in um do you want to keep going or do you want to turn yet no i'll turn after the like at the wealthy neighborhood okay. mostly out of habit of there's not as often a foot traffic of my aesthetic in that region mm-hmm. so, so as yeah as you turn inland um there's a lot of cross streets and you see the back alleys um as you make your way through through the city you kind of see as the like it's it's not a nat it's not a, a straight progression so as you move more inland that um richer area t- that would be to your left eventually kind of molds into a more middle class then eventually a working class neighborhood and as you get to that main north south drag it hits again to a commercial district where you're getting um just kind of general like you know you eat restaurants bars shops um, this is more of a kind of general. It's not just a tourist attraction, but it's definitely where you can see a lot of a lot of places for the the local populace. And as you look down, you can tell that this main street goes all the way down to the end where the uh, the mage house is, the the huge compound that's on the north end of the city. Like you can kind of see in a distance the gates. You can't make out a lot of de- distant different or detail, but you can see it in the distance. Anything per- – so go ahead and make a perception check for me, please. Uh, 21. So you are – you're not seeing a lot of the <laughs> things that you're looking for. You're not seeing like – from what I'm gathering, you kind of like that Sherlock Holmes uh, birds idea that, that they have, the, the kids, the street kids that are working. Um, yep. Mostly because it seems like there's 
Um, the neighborhoods that you're seeing here are not quite poor enough for that yet. Um, and you haven't really seen any indication of, of a slum here yet. So you're not sure why or if there's just maybe another location that you haven't gotten into. It is a fairly large city. Like you could probably walk across it in a full day, but it, yeah. you wouldn't be able to loop it fairly quickly. Um, continuing on. Um, yeah, I'll move on and kind of be watching more of the side streets now. Like I'm less interested in major thoroughfare. Okay. Just only to not stand out is kind of what it's yep. using. So as you continue to walk, it's, it's, you're basically seeing a mirror of what you saw on the other side. I mean, it's not exact, you know, there's some, some subtle, some subtle differences. Um, it seems that here, the, um, the upper class neighborhoods seem to to come on a little bit quicker, um, but these are a little bit. They're not as ostentatious as the as on the um, the east side of the island. Um, but here you're also starting to see it looks like people that are making their way home as the evening progresses on, and here you're starting to get that first glimpse of maybe someone who fits those bills that you're looking for. You're seeing some people who are working. You see a lot of kids that are just kind of hanging about, uh, a couple of them with their hands out, some of them who are just casing adults, you know, so it, but uh, you see them, you see them see you, you, you see them see you seeing them. Whew, <laughs> that was a twist there. <laughs> and when they notice you, they kind of, they very quickly and subtly, move away right and then eventually you're you're able to make your way back out to the coast and then you can either continue up to the left which would take you up further away from where your friends are or you can head back down i'm gonna head back down um the next group of like kids who are casing adults i'm gonna flash like play with a platinum piece across my knuckles if we catch eyes again. Okay. Just to kind of get that like, do they recognize the difference between silver and platinum? Like what level are they used to working with kind of thing? See so let me get let me get first let me get you to roll a D one hundred for me. Ninety-eight. Okay, so uh, unfortunately, as you continue to walk, it seems that as the sun is setting and the 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 bodies are, are have really made their way home, you're not able to catch any. And it's probably because you're moving closer to a commercial district away from a residential district that you're not really seeing as many kids. But like you know how kind of have that that view of what they are. Um, you see that they kind of have a general vibe to them. They're they kind of wear. Um, like those um you've seen the 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 kind of like traditional arabic robe that's in white um mm -hmm. both men and women or boys and girls wear them here in this case and they're the kind of ones it looks like they are um kind of seen the uniform maybe it could be something maybe from an orphanage or something like that that they're wearing together but you're not entirely sure but that seems to be the commonality between them um between the kids but you're not able to see anything any other ones as you make your way back um, and they did give you the the name of the restaurant, which is just a little bit north of the um, the Black Diamond, which is on that main that main north and north and south thoroughfare. 
Okay. Um, I have at least a region to go back to, so I'll at least you know, set in with them, figure out what their plans are for the night, and then possibly head back to that district later tonight or early in the morning. Okay. Uh, with that, though, I feel like that is a really good pl- stopping point for the evening, and we can go. We will roll forward in a couple of weeks with what we've got. We'll pick up uh, after dinner with uh, casing the convocation building, um, Mage House. What was that? I said, I always like picking up after dinner. Yeah, it's always great. So, uh, with that being said, uh, thank you guys so much as always. That was a lot of fun. And to you oh, all yes. listening. Um, I appreciate y'all. Uh, again, as always, if you want to get with us on our interwebby things, there is a link in the description below. Uh, also, you can uh, check us out on Instagram. Instagram is at Campaign Concoctions Pod. Uh, please, also, one thing I wanted to say is if you are making these drinks that we talk about, please let us know what you think. Uh, it, tell us if you want more complex, if you want simple. Engage with us. We do have some um, – the Discord is getting way, way more active. Um, we're getting a lot of a lot of people that are engaging with us on the drinks and on the minis and on the game stuff. Uh, we recently have started talking about other game systems. Uh, we we had a thing for Vampire the Masquerade we talked about recently. Please join us in on those conversations. We want to we want to talk to you guys about stuff. Uh, we like doing this. We like engaging with you as much as we can. Check everything out. Uh, with that though, I hope uh, you all have. Go ahead. Oops. Real quick, uh, thank you to the roughly 12 people that subscribed to our podcast across various platforms in the last roughly five days. What? Uh, you guys are fucking awesome. Appreciate you so much. Uh, as you know, come in and see me again at the bar. I would love to make more cocktails for you. Uh, to the uh, to the rogue, the paladin, the monk, and the DM. I hope you really enjoyed your drinks last night. I can't wait to play with you as well. Uh, listen to our podcast from episode one, and in like two months when you get to this episode, you'll know <laughs> I, I love you and appreciate you and can't wait to hang out with you again soon. So awesome. Awesome. With that all being said, yeah, we are. I, I, told, I was telling Curtis earlier, our, our listens are going up. We're getting more people. So thank you so much to everyone. It does, it does mean a lot to us. But until the next time, drink well. Drink well.